everybody, welcome back to Rebootleggers. This is a comedy podcast where we reboot a lot of media that nobody wants rebooted. And some people do, and we're those people. I'm Scott Owen. I'm Frank Sarah. And this week we have Brock Wilbur joining us of internet extravagant fame. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it extravagant? <laughs> I don't know that extravagant's the right word. It's just, you tell me. I, I I guess is 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 it is any is any fame on the internet good? That's another good question. It depends. Is do you get like do you get like bad emails and um do people is it like harassing fame or is it just like oh hey that guy I I get a I get a, sh- a fair amount of shit. <laughs> so it sounds like you've made it. Y- yeah, it, it, everything after like a thousand followers. Maybe maybe like five hundred followers on up uh, until you're being paid to like s- show off stuff on Instagram. That whole mid range is awful. Like mm. everyone stuck there is just uh, it's a it's an unending hellscape. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something to look forward to then. What what? Why doesn't somebody pay us to do this? It's it's like a, another job. We're making content constantly for real, uh, and then people are just fucking mean to you on top of it. Uh, including people that you don't know, or worse, people you do know. And you're just like, wow, that person sucks. What a surprise. <laughs> people you do know sounds... That's almost more exciting, because then you're like, oh, well, that's fine. We can just... You just solved this relationship problem for me. We could just stop talking. I, uh, I, I, I was thinking about this all morning, like a couple of weeks ago when uh, Trump put all the children into cages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the audio came out about it. I... I I post on Facebook just sort of uh, like a uh, I don't I don't say this enough uh, and I th- but I think it all the time but I think that today is the right day if uh, if your morals wouldn't let you vote for Hillary Clinton like go fuck yourself like here's the recording of children uh, screaming in cages this mm-hmm. this is what you got and I think I've purged all of all of my Trump voting friends. <laughs> They're they're mostly gone, but now it's just people that are so far left that I'm in trouble equally. They're like, well, you know, like uh, Bernie had these ideas, and like, no, 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 and then they're like, and then Jill Stein. I was like, you, you actually <laughs> must leave now. You, you go. You're done. <laughs> That's, I, Guys, I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen to a Bernie person tell me what's wrong for a little bit, but uh, Miss Miss Stein, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds. <laughs> Just here's the thing that's bad. Oh, this isn't what I wanted to happen. It sounds, it sounds very good. I, I, I think it's always a surprise when it comes from the wrong side or from somebody that you you thought you knew, and then suddenly you're like, oh, you're 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 farther in a direction than I thought you were, and, and right. you're you're gonna come spend your day yelling in my comments, which I will not check again. Uh, I'll just let other people yell at you for me. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm getting better at that. That's the part of this that I, uh, the social media thing where I'm like, you know what? Somebody else is going to see this and they'll take care of it. They'll take the garbage out for me. I'm good. <laughs> can we, can we, can we reboot social media? Is that the thing that we oh, should man. be pitching today? <laughs> they did make a movie about Facebook recently, didn't they? Where like people get killed or no. Oh, unfriended. Yeah. Unfriended. But yeah. it's also called the dark web. So which one is it about? Is it about Facebook or the dark web? It's it's a sequel. So it's 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 it's, it's dark web unfriending. Oh, it's a sequel. Yeah the the first one came out a couple of years ago, uh, and it's all like, it's not even on Facebook. It's on like chat roulette. 
What? <laughs> or it's 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 on like a Skype like video like it's it's like five six people on it and every time somebody dies they just leave the group chat. That's that's very good. It, it's a surprisingly effective movie. <laughs> There's that new movie coming out um, with John Cho where he's looking yes. for like his daughter and the whole movie is like from the perspective of his computer desktop. And it looks really interesting to do a movie that way. Have you seen the, the game uh, Emily was, is away? I don't think I have. It's a it's there's there's been two of them. Uh, they're, they're games that are set in a mid 90s AIM chat window. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, and, and it's about sort of navigating this complicated maybe emotionally abusive relationship but also like Ooh. emily goes away and sets away messages and things like that it, it i was just when i saw the trailer for the john cho thing i was like oh they're they're making emily's away the movie, the movie. with john fucking show all right like yeah just keep it all on the desktop and uh yeah when i i just want clippy to pop up at some point and be like oh, I, so I see you're looking for your missing daughter <laughs> would you like to help <laughs> help with some formatting <laughs> <laughs> here are some places you could look <laughs> well speaking of missing children that's a good segue yeah. brock has uh brock has suggested that we reboot the boxcar children tonight today tonight whenever you're <laughs> listening really <laughs> a, a series that i assume is very close to his heart given that um i've never read a single one of them <laughs> yeah it's 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 a, it was like the first like box, the, the the boxcar children uh in like the late '80s, uh, where when I was a kid, like second grade, third grade, this was like the first series of books I like really loved, and like there's there's a lot of them. So every time there was like a book fair at my school, I got to get like the next three or four of them, and I just mm. blow through like each one in a day, which uh, I I saved up a whole bunch of fucking points, and I found this while we were while I was googling before the episode started. Uh, I saved up a whole bunch of these points from like selling stuff and, and like classroom things and so on and so forth for this book fair to come back through town because they had an actual like a box that would look like a box car. Oh yeah. Uh, like a train box car and you could open it and store all your books in there. And I was like, Holy shit, that's fucking cool. And I saved up and bought it. And then it's, I assume that the boxcar opened the long ways because it's a long boxcar. No, it just opens on the top. So you can only fit about 12 books in there. And by <laughs> that point, I had something like 70. And I just assumed that it was a boxcar big enough to store the entire 160 books or whatever had been released at the point. Uh, and I, I've never been. I, I think I stopped reading the series that I was like, if you're not going to sell me uh, a device for storing the entirety of the storyline, I needn't have it. You just lost all faith in the yeah. Scholastic Book Company. <laughs> I mean, that's how they get you. You got to buy. I'm surprised they didn't tell you like, well, no, you buy multiples and then it's a whole train of boxcar children. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have we started, Frank? Is that what vertical integration is? <laughs> I think it's horizontal. I think it's horizontal integration. That was an incredible joke. <laughs> Frank, did you uh, did you read a lot of boxcar children? No, I was more of an Encyclopedia Brown guy. Oh. S yes. Yes. At least with Encyclopedia, you had something to, to fucking do. <laughs> well, and they sold, did they, they sold a big encyclopedia for him to put all those books big, in? Big, yeah. The problem was it was a real encyclopedia, so it wasn't really for storing books. It was just kind of a <laughs> cross-promotional. It, it came with instructions on how to cut out the center like you're hiding a gun. Yeah. But only if your parents didn't catch you. <laughs> the Encyclopedia Brown branded encyclopedia 
with <laughs> for for gun storage, but it's a do-it-yourself. Keep your valuables in here, or keep your Encyclopedia Brown books in here. Uh, boxcar children <laughs> occupied the same shelf in my house as all of our old Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew, and there was one. I think it might be Buck Rogers. There was. I think there's a, a book where the Hardy Boys and Buck Rogers crossover. Like. Right. I remember, I don't remember if it's Buck Rogers. I just remember a picture of the Hardy Boys in space and a guy shooting a laser at them and one of them having a force field or something up and thinking it looked really cool, but not cool enough to like open up the book and find out what was going on. It was, a, we had several boxcar children book, but I never read it. So, so Brock, you seem to be most intimately familiar with this. Why don't you just give us a quick summary of these boxcar children? Okay. Just, just Google it. Uh, I, I went looking and there is a boxcar children book called the outer space mystery, but it just shows these four fucking Mormon kids at like an observatory looking into a telescope. <laughs> and one of them that they, they all look just like so goddamn stoked to be there. But the one looking into the telescope has his other eye open. So it's like, that's not even the way you fucking telescope <laughs> you mystery solvers. Uh, so yeah, boxcar children series. Uh, so the, the thing that, that uh, I didn't notice as a kid, but as an adult is really fucking cool about the boxcar children is that the, the first book tells the story of, of these four orphans, uh, and their like family dies, their parents die or something. And they think that they have to go live with their grandfather, but they just convince themselves that like their grandfather is cruel uh, like he's just some mean, terrible guy. So rather than go live with him, they find an old box car uh, abandoned on an old train line and they start living in that. And they spend like a uh, hundred pages, you know, figuring out how to survive. It's it's sort of hatchet, uh, mm. but uh, old timeier and and bad. Uh, it's just these four kids uh, being like, okay, Violet, well, we're going to take care of you. And Violet's like, I needn't to be taken care of. And everyone's like, <laughs> Wow, Violet, you're taking care of yourself now. Everyone's everyone's good here at this. Uh, and then, like, at the end of the book, their grandfather finds them. And uh, this is a real twist. Uh, he's he's rich. He, uh -oh. he, he He guts lots of money. So the the terrible, the terrible self-sustaining situation that lasted maybe several hours uh, <laughs> while they had to live poor, uh, that that long national nightmare has come to an end. Because uh, uh, their rich grandfather found them, and he's nice, he because he's rich. Uh, the two things are linked somehow, uh, and so he's like, "Oh, well, if you like living in that there boxcar, what I'll do is I'll pay to have the boxcar moved into my backyard. So like, you can live in the house, but you can also live in the boxcar if you want. Uh, it's important that you have a safe space. Yeah, uh, and and so he does. So they he he brings the reminder of their like poor fear and like PTSD uh, to come to come live with them as well at the house. So they have a, <laughs> a, a, a visual representation right. of like the worst thing that has ever happened to them and they can go live in it whenever they want. So that's that's book one. And it's just about these kids being fucking idiots. Uh, and and then uh, and then some classism. Uh, it, that's that's it. Uh, and then the second book in the series, which comes decades, decades later, uh is is called like a surprise island 
Uh, and it, this is when the series starts being about these four kids out there solving mysteries. They're solving mysteries now, and uh, and that's what they really get into: stopping jewel thieves and, and oh, spooky yeah. pirates, uh, and and having Scooby Doo kind of hell, mysteries. Hell yeah! Uh, but more often than not, uh, especially in these early uh, books, uh, it is it is the same thing as what happens in the first book. Where they're like, they get, they just fucking convince themselves that there's a crime happening or that there's a ghost, <laughs> but like, there's fuck, there's fucking nothing there. There's no, the grandpa was never mean. You just, you did that. <laughs> so that's just, why you yeah. had to go live in the woods. So like, they're, then they get to an island and they're like, this island's haunted. And everyone's like, no one has said that. No one has implied <laughs> that there's any sort of terrible history. And they're like, we're going to go solve the mystery. And everyone's like, the, what fucking mystery? There's, <laughs> You you didn't even define a mystery. You just said it was haunted. Like you're not even inventing things worth worth looking into. Uh, and then like uh, it just kept going for decades and decades. And now there are hundreds upon hundreds of these books, uh, and they're still making them, which is fun. So yeah, that's that's the Boxcar Children series. And boy, did did I think that they were very good as a kid, and that I bought uh, I bought the stupid fucking boxcar thing a few years ago <laughs> off Amazon that came with the first like twelve. 19 books, whatever it is that the original author had churned out before oh, nice. dying. Uh, and uh, and uh, I, I read a few of those because I was I had this idea that it became a thing. Uh, and then thank God I stopped, which was to write like a, a gritty reboot of this, because there's also been uh, the the Hardy Boys grown up movie. Uh, that's been pitched around for years that's supposed what? to be like uh, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson as the Hardy Boys all grown up, but like, uh. either like real jokey on that or or, or kind of dark. Uh, and I was just like, well, we already have Mystery Team. I don't know why we yeah. need, need that thing too. But I was like, you know what? The the boxcar children deserve deserve something like that. And I was like, you know how you, you fix that is just uh, there's no rich grandpa like that. <laughs> <laughs> that guy never comes to the woods to find him. Right. They're, they're just, stuck they're in just the box four card. homeless kids that wind up solving mysteries because life is is cruel uh, and and terrible things keep happening to them. It's the mystery of who kidnapped Violet. It's dark out there, kids. Uh, it's just a real bleak world. <laughs> My wife just texted me because apparently she can hear me from the other room. And she said, I had that box car with the books. It held like 20 of them. I think it had a map come with it. And I was like... A mat? <laughs> a map. Like, I don't know a, a, a map of what, but maybe a map of... Of the boxcar? Of the boxcar. Box a map of the boxcar! Here's where we poop. <laughs> this is the window. How big is a boxcar, actually? Like, was it spacious for from a children's perspective? I mean, they're they're fairly large. The children or the boxcar? <laughs> The, the the children were all four weirdly overweight. It's it's weird that they were both starving and fat. Uh, it's a complicated dichotomy. My wife just texted me to say a map of the town, Dingus. Apparently, she can hear me very clearly. <laughs> your wife calls you Dingus. Let's yeah. reboot your wife. <laughs> okay, here we go. A boxcar will interior dimensions of a boxcar will be fifty by ten feet. That's pretty nice. Oh yeah. I mean, it's in, narrow, but you get to spread out down the boxcar. Interesting. And they ha okay. So let's uh, let's jump into to our to our process. We're gonna start with our first segment. Okay. We call it "Love It or Leave It." Love Brock, I don't know if you're familiar with the format, but format format. But basically, this is where <laughs> we uh, 
This is where we just figure out what what things we like and what we don't like about the original. So what are we going to keep and what are we going to get rid of? I think we okay. have we have to keep the box car obviously. Mm-hmm. I think Big the box car probably yeah, it, we're we're in a an era of uh of tiny houses being all the craze. Oh jeez. Uh, <laughs> I feel like uh yeah, maybe the box car children now are uh, are just four hipsters that look young <laughs> that have decided <laughs> to live in the box car. <laughs> Oh man, when we this is not part of the reboot, but when we started looking to buy houses like a year ago, my wife started watching a lot of HGTV and I saw an episode of Tiny House Hunters and I have never been like more angry at a person on TV in my life. Oh boy. Cuz it's all these like dumb rich white right. people who are like, "I want a small house." Oh no, this is very small. I can't stand up in here. It's like, <laughs> "Well, yes, this is this is exactly what you asked for." Now I can't sit you, up straight. You know in what this they should have done is is, is a boxcar, <laughs> right? Okay, so we definitely want boxcar. Maybe it's a tiny house for four children. <laughs> How do we feel about orphaned children in this context? I I I like the idea that they're that they're orphaned, but even better would be that like, what if their parents just, what if their parents were still alive and just one day their parents were like 30 minutes late getting home and they just convinced themselves that their parents were dead. And so they ran away. We, we drew attention to it in the summary, but I do, I, I want to almost lean more into this thing that the kid, like the kids just making wild assumptions and then immediately acting on them. Like we're going right. to go live with grandpa. Oh, grandpa's mean. Why do you think that just, I mean, he's gotta be mom and dad are dead. So we got to go live in a boxcar. So I kind of, I like leaning into that. What, like, what are the other, those are really the only big elements. Frank, what do you like? Do you like mysteries, Frank? Love a good mystery. Previous episode. So there's, there's actually something that we, we can, uh, we can briefly go over. So the first, uh, the boxcar children series was the original author wrote the first 19 or so books. And then the rest are all like various rotating scholastic authors. Mm Mm-hmm. So the first 19 books are relatively mundane, like Hardy Boys type. You know, there's the lighthouse mystery, the the schoolhouse mystery, the treehouse mystery, lots of house themes. house mysteries. <laughs> wow. It's its so own then, HGTV show. That's what it should be rebooted <laughs> as. When you get into the 90s and the, the kind of revival of the series, they clearly took Scooby-Doo into account because the 90s series has... The haunted cabin mystery, the vampire mystery, the ghost mystery, the ghost ship mystery. They kind of phoned that one in. Mm. <laughs> it gets really, it, it, it gets real Scooby-Doo and like the mystery of the lost village, the mummy's curse. That sounds very good. <laughs> yeah, so we need to keep, so do you want, so I guess the question is, do we want Scooby-Doo mysteries or do we want house mysteries? I guess those are the two options. <laughs> I've always liked the idea of a reverse Scooby-Doo where they think they're solving a murder, but then they find out it was ghosts and they're not really equipped to handle it. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, for some reason, when you said reverse Scooby-Doo, I thought I imagined like yeah. four dogs in one person. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even that. But I like that, too. I, <laughs> I imagined oh like. There is a crime, but they don't know who did it. So then they put a ghost mask on somebody and say it and accuse them of doing it, like just to get paid. I ima- the reversal I imagined was specifically yeah. the mask removal. I I, th- I I thought the reversal was also different. I thought that they were the criminals and that they were <laughs> worried that children were going to come, yeah, slightly younger children were going to come ruin their blow up their spot. 
Four Dogs and One Children is very good, and maybe we save that for a future episode, Frank, because that's... Yeah, uh, we'll write that one down. I like that a lot. Um, Re- reverse Scooby-Doing is the most complicated phrase, it turns out. <laughs> no one really knows what that means. Turns out there is such a huge... <laughs> that opened a whole universe of possibilities. Frank just created a multiverse in that one sentence. That one phrase. Okay, so I think I, I, I like... I like Frank's interpretation of a reverse Scooby-Doo for these boxcar children where it's all just like assumptions that turn, or wait, it's real crimes that turn out to be supernatural. But I like the idea if like all of their adventures still have to start with a ridiculous assumption by the kids because (laughs) like nobody, nobody said this house was haunted kids. Well, I mean, it's gotta be, look at it. Yeah. Never took the mail in like three days. (laughs) I, I do wonder if it would be like I, I love that we pointed out that they went through this Scooby Doo phase. So like, what if we keep that in too, and that's that's what le- has led them to being this uh, this much fucking worse at their jobs? Like they they have that sort of I think I've I know a haunted house when I've seen one uh, <laughs> thing. I've I've been in literally ninety mysteries right. set in various <laughs> forms of house and various types of haunting. Uh, yeah, if they were just like. They, they're still assuming it, but they're also such pieces of shit that they just, like, at this point, try to skip to the end. They're like, it's the gardener. And people are like, there's not even a gardener here. And they're like, okay, well, there's probably a gardener. I, I know how this, I know the structure of a mystery at this point. I've been trapped in the same 90-page book since uh, the, the early 40s. I think I know what's going on here. We don't have a gardener. <laughs> Trust I, me, you have a gardener. <laughs> that has such a good angle if you think of it as like um like a group of like hipsters doing kind of like a tourism thing where they're all super self-involved with each other God, like oh man yes. they're like standing in front of the person like i bet it was the gardener dude like it's gotta be and they're just all like they're just all talking amongst themselves about it and we're gonna dig back into this hipster thing i like the idea that they they chose to live in this tiny house but that they also have the money that the boxcar can just be moved to wherever their mystery is that week. Oh, geez, yes. The boxcar. The, okay. People are just like, why did you have to bring this fucking thing with you? And how did you get it here without train tracks anywhere? It, how did you park it in front of our house in the city? This doesn't, the neighbors are not going to love this. Do they have so much money? So <laughs> is it better that it's unexplained and weird? How did you get this here? Or do they have so much money that they get train tracks built everywhere they need to go? Oh, my God. Oh, my. That's some that's some John Galt shit right there. Yeah, I love both, to be honest with you. I love the idea of like the boxcar children are here to solve the mystery. How the fuck did you get that here? We always we, we always get like exterior shots of like like you know there's some guy who gets up in the morning goes to get his paper. There's just a train car across the street from his house, like yes, and, and like low ominous music under it. Like yeah. the, tr- yes. the, the train car is is so much more upsetting than whatever is happening there. Oh, that's good. Do they go from town to town, or are they in the same small little town? I kind of like the tour across America vibe, like a like a like a CW procedural where every every so it's like how this isn't just the CW every every like murder mystery show does this where like it's the beginning of it the first five minutes or whatever is some mm. like something related to the to the crime and you don't actually see the characters the main characters of the show until after the title so like. Every intro could be like you see the crime happen, and then the camera pans, and there's the box car. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, this is this show. The Boxcar Children are here. I thought I was watching Supernatural. Right. I thought I was watching an episode of House, but it turns out it's the Boxcar Children. Which is a tiny house. It is a, t- <laughs> a tiny house. I, I like that what you think of when you see the, the your, your phrasing for when you see the Boxcar was, oh, this is the show I'm watching. The Boxcar Children are here. That's, <laughs> right. that, that entire sentence should be the tagline and done in that tone. Oh, that's, that's the show I'm watching. The Boxcar Children are here. <laughs> This is what I'm doing today. You get one of yeah. we record one of those like bumpers for like at the end of another show, and it's like, all right, here we go. Here's a guy. It looks like we're seeing a, a murder might be happening, and oh, this is the boxcar children. That's what I'm watching. Up next, I guess. Yeah, I feel like the guys from Animals are voicing this at this point. <laughs> uh, also, I I think that if they're gonna have that amount of crazy money and entitlement, that maybe what should have happened is that they did have. The elderly grandfather, uh, who's super rich, but they like definitely killed him, and we don't oh. talk about it. Like they got his money oh. in some sort of before the devil knows you're dead situation. Yeah, they tried to rob him, but something went wrong, and now they all feel, oh, that's that's their motivation to go solve these crimes. They're all like haunted by the grief of having murdered their grandfather, but they won't tell anyone that that's why they're doing it. Everyone's always confused as to why they're there, why they're trying to do this. Uh, mystery solving and, and trying to help people, but ostensibly not really helping anybody, just right. themselves. Hey, what you you guys? What happened to your grandfather? No one, no one knows. Why? Why would you ask? Why would you ask it's me? It's the only mystery ask we Myla. can solve. I don't know why you would ask me that. <laughs> I, I mean, come on, I don't know. <laughs> is the box car so in in like typical hipster fashion? Is the box car like nice but seems shitty, or is it just like super nice inside? I think it has like I think it has that sort of glamping uh, quality. There's definitely like a flat screen TV. Yes. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, do, it's do they do they refer to it as like the lab at points? We gotta we gotta take this back to the we lab. We gotta take this to the lab, <laughs> and they just walk like three feet over from it's where always, they're standing. It's always the box car, but they refer to like various. Like we gotta oh, go to the yes. library. We gotta go to the lab. Just but it's always we the box car. Go to the library because of course you gotta store books in the box car, just like the box car that I bought in my childhood. Yes. Just like real life. But they can only fit 12 books in there. That's all that they've got space for. There's one, there's like, there's one part of the boxcar where there's like a, like a door, like a, like a small like door, like you would see, um, just like swing in like a closet door almost. Characters will just say like, should we hit the rockaball court? And then just, it's always <laughs> the same door. But when they walk in, it's whatever room they're talking about. <laughs> so, so they we the shot is always them going through the same door. It's just the mm-hmm. next shot is always a different area. Yeah, they're at the lab. They're at the racquetball court. They're in the library. So the boxcar is a TARDIS now. Uh, I mean, we're not gonna explain it. It doesn't have to be. It's all it's all in their mind palace. We just won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We do love the mind palace here on Rebootleggers. Um, <clears throat> okay. Is there anything we want to get rid of? I feel like we're keeping most things mm-hmm. because. I don't know that there's a bad thing about this series, really. Are we getting rid of anything? <laughs> if anything, we'll get rid of all these strangers that are nice to the kids, like, after meeting them instantly. Yeah, I don't know. That's That sounds about right. Because there's, there's, like, the baker that wants to adopt them and, like, like other, like, nah. Well, it depends on which version you're reading. There's the one... Where the baker just wants to send them to their grandparents. There's the other where the it, which was like twenty years the twenty years later revision where the baker wants to adopt the th- older three of them and then send the other one to an orphanage. What the as fuck? one does 
as one does like oh here's a group of homeless kids well i'll take these ones that one no 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 i don't like how he's looking at my kneecaps you're too young to work is that one potty trained like i just don't have time i just uh i okay let's um let's move into our our second segment called when and where Brock, this is where we establish our setting and our genre. It sounds like we've kind of got setting already nailed down, which is boxcar across America, but nobody knows how it moves. Right. <laughs> which I'm really into. Should Is that the mystery? How does the boxcar move? <laughs> and and definitely the grandfather's body is in the boxcar, and we don't talk about that either. It's like hidden underneath the boxcar oh, or something. Jeez. Also, we should we should establish this up front. I'm we're talking about this. We're rebooting this book series as a TV series. Is that what's happening here, or is it a movie, or is it a new book series? I think I think we I think the serialized nature of it lends itself to the TV show that we've already established mm-hmm. it is. Right. Okay. Good. Just wanted to make sure we we said it out loud. This is the attention to detail that our listeners come to expect from us. What's the genre we're going for? Do we want it to be? I mean, is it like a crime thriller that's what what are we doing with this? What is the what is the camp on a scale of one to ten? Yeah, is it, how... is it all the way up at Scooby Doo or is it is it is it down? That's a great I, question. I, for, for some reason, I'm I'm picturing all four children as dressing like Fred from Scooby Doo, just <laughs> terrible preppiness. But all like, four of yeah, them, <laughs> all four of them dresses the same one guy from, from Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, not 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 the whole Scooby Doo, just a, a slice of Doo. All Fred, a vertical vertical Doo. <laughs> I like that a lot. They're all Fred. <laughs> when does this I like take that that's place? That's the thing that landed best of any joke I've done this entire podcast. <laughs> what, what, what time period is this in? Are they in a time period where dressing like Fred is normal, or are they like? I guess if they have a flat screen, it's got to be present day, huh? So they're just like uh, weird, yeah. retro it, hipsters. Will characters in the show say, "Are you, are you Fred? <laughs> <laughs> what are you dressed like?" like <laughs> Oh, I, guess, I don't know. That that would be interesting if this came out, if, if this set took place before Scooby-Doo happened. So you could tell that their adventures were actually the basis for Scooby-Doo. Oh, but like somebody was watching what they did and then was like, I would make a cartoon out of this, but I've got to make everyone likable. So <laughs> kind of the opposite of what I'm seeing right now. Throughout random episodes, they'll meet characters that look like Fred or Shaggy or whatever. And then whenever they, whenever the kids are walking away, the character will just like rub their chin like, hmm. <laughs> Hey, this seems... I could do that. <laughs> I like I like your assertion that the guy, the Scooby Doo creator, said I'll do this, but make likable characters. And obviously, one of the likable characters is a very scared guy who eats dog treats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody really ever talks about that, but like Sh- Shaggy eats dog food, <laughs> and he likes it. Like that seems like some. Like, I, did they, like, uh, is he being abused, or is he just a very weird guy? <laughs> he just well, really I, needs that protein. I, and then you've got a woman trapped in an abusive relationship, and then another woman trapped in, a, in an abusive relationship with her own sexuality. Uh, and yeah. then just one fucking power trip motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I guess the Venture Brothers already did kind of hit all of those things in their Scooby-Doo portrayal. Yeah. Which was gold. Solid gold. Okay, so we can we're talking modern day just mystery solvers <laughs> with right. I like I like there to be a little bit of camp in my coffee, as it were, in my box car. 
I like so, I like the idea that they that they're based on this thing that they're like kind of grown up now, uh, and they've just suffered through decades of uh, these lighthouse adventures. Like they've they've solved more mysteries in lighthouses. Yes, than, yes, yes. Than there are functional lighthouses left in America. Uh, and so, like, they always did it in in a very campy way. I like the idea that they have that same level of camp now, but nothing around them is campy. Right. The like, rest of the world is regular. Like, why are they talking like this? And why do they move that way? Why are they walking so weird? That's weird. Yes. I like that they a lot. They call cell phones gramophones and... Oh, my God. <laughs> why would they call them gramophones? Everything is just, like, the wrong, like, 50 years ago words for things. Oh, they talk. They say like Davenport instead of mm-hmm. sofa. Ah, <laughs> that's good. They're just like weird anachronisms. These kids. By George. Yeah, golly gum and G will. Yes, okay. But they also did murder their grandfather. So don't be fooled. They're not as oh, innocent super as they were. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, they're dangerous. Does every episode? I think every episode. Is there not even a crime? But people. People confess to get them to, to leave. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah, fine. Fuck, whatever. I did it. Yes, please go. <laughs> please, my God, go. I don't want you to murder me. And the crimes that they're having to confess to are crimes that, like, aren't crimes. Like, it's like you were pretending to be a spooky ghost. Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess. Tell, tell, the, tell the police about it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you, sir. I can't think of another one. Damn it. <laughs> I like this a lot. You you were fucking around with the lighthouse, man. Sure, get me get write me up on on lighthouse fuckery and let's move on. You know you know boats have GPSs right now. I wasn't putting anyone in danger. I just right. got high and wanted to see some bright lights. It's fine. Yeah, I mean Google Maps is a thing. I think it's fine. I think we're okay. I like that ships use Google Maps. I know. I've I've been on a boat and and used Google Maps one time. It was not uh, interesting. Just, yep, there's there's the water. <laughs> oh my god, dude! We're, we have to have a very special episode about the marijuana. But they go to Colorado to do it. There's more, and they're like, <laughs> "You're doing illegal oh drugs." It's I like, guess, actually, man, hold on a sec. I was gonna say we've moved past that, except, oh, I can't remember what it was now. But my wife and I were just watching something recently. And it was like they did a weed episode and it takes place in Colorado. And I was like, oh, yeah, because we got weed. Oh, that's good. Oh, it was Tag. We were watching Tag the movie and one of the characters lives in Colorado and he's just smoking weed. You watched weed. it on purpose? Yeah, it was really funny. Oh, yeah? <laughs> did no one, no one punked you? No one punked you into watching the film Tag? No, it was really good. I thought it was a fun time, but there was a point where they're like, here's Colorado. Oh, and the first thing we show is a guy ripping a bong because we got the weed here. I, I like the idea of it. Was it was it the main character or was it just a random guy ripping a bong? He was ri- the, one of the main characters was ripping a bong with this random guy who turned out to be his dad, uh, I think. So it would have been even better. Way to bury if, the lead. It would have been even better if it was just like a, a, an establishing shot of here's Colorado exactly. and then there's a guy smoking weed. So we can do that if you want, Frank. I'm it, fine with it's, that. It's like how in, in an Unsolved Mysteries or, or any sort of local te- news spot for a small town, the first thing you do is shoot the sign that says welcome to the town and then you shoot like a railroad crossing somewhere nearby. Like right. that's just the new establishing shot for Colorado is just a guy in front of like the welcome to Denver sign <laughs> just in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> just ripping a bong. Like, well, we've established where we are. Like on the interstate, just in front of the sign. Yeah. Just blowing <laughs> some fat cough- cotton. <laughs> okay. Let's, I think 
this is always our shortest segment. I think we've got our setting and genre established pretty well. We're gonna uh, let's talk about casting in Who Can It Be? Who can it be now? Okay. So who do we want? First of all, are we? Do we have all four kids? Are we getting rid of any kids? Or are we adding any kids? What What Unlike I think is interesting bakers. about some of the mystery stuff is that like uh, they don't. None of them particularly have a skill set. <laughs> so it's just about them like talking through things. So like four does seem too many, but I think that that's very funny if like one or two of them kind of do the work and the other two are just also talking. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, what do you think, Phil? Oh, I just I'm tuned out this week. I just uh, <laughs> I found I downloaded this new game on my phone. I have been really invested in that this whole time. I have missed the entirety of whatever. This is. <laughs> so is it a, is it a different two? Like all four of them over the course of the series will participate. It's just a different episode. It depends on which two are invested and which two aren't. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> you know what, guys? I just I can't this week. You will just you know I'm here to. If you need to bounce stuff off me, but I can't, I don't have anything to offer. Um, <laughs> I, I, is, one of them's got to take like some self-care time. Like, I don't know <laughs> if you guys have noticed, but like we have been solving uh, bullshit mysteries for like 80 <laughs> years here. Like this is. Bashing that ghost just really took it out of me. I'm actually going to stay in this motel for a week. I'm going to just take some I'll time. I'll meet you guys at the next town. <laughs> I'm going to take some time in the ball pit and then they go through that same door that we established. So the kids we have, Henry... Jessica, Benjamin, and Violet. Violet. And then apparently they have a dog named Watch. Oh, because uh, So this is just Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Watch, he acted as a watchdog, and he lived in their boxcar. What the fuck? Watch was owned by a wealthy lady who ran away, and then the Alden children kept him. So they did a crime. Another crime. They stole a dog. Isn't Watch all the name of the dog in the Phantom Tollbooth? Oh, yeah. Didn't he have a watch, like, built into him? Yeah, he's Watch the Dog. <laughs> Man, old-timey authors were not super creative with their dog names, it turns out. We want to keep all four kids. Grandpa's dead. Are there any other, like, side characters we care about? Or is it all just, like... The side character roster is slim. It is slim, according to Wikipedia. And <laughs> it, not only is it slim, but they have very vague def uh, descriptions. Sue Lee, she is the cousin of the boxcar children. End description. Mike is Benny's best friend and appeared on Surprise Island. End description. And then I guess never again. And then, yeah, yeah in book two. Book two. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the cover of their most recent book is called uh, The Legend of the Howling Werewolf. And it shows the four kids pointing at a full moon. And who's on the cover for the first time ever? It's Watch, their dog. <gasps> they, they definitely they definitely heard their own dog barking and went, Guy, that's a werewolf. It's a werewolf. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, I think we got to solve this. <laughs> They're even... Okay, I'm looking at this cover also. And aside from the kid in blue, like, they're all color-themed like Scooby-Doo. You've got the kid wearing white and blue, the girl wearing orange, and the girl wearing purple. Is this just Scooby-Doo children? And then you got baby Benny taking his bong rip, just like Shaggy. <laughs> taking his bong rip. Although Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Wikipedia has a short uh, uh, blurb for each of the main characters with, like, sample qualities. Benny's quality is that he is known for his love of all foods. Jesus Christ. What? That... Here's, here's what makes this character interesting is that they have to eat to stay alive. <laughs> and and Benny, Benny likes 
all foods not just not just food all foods you put something in front of benny he'll eat it even if it's a dog food <laughs> like shaggy so we've got be- be- benny love of all foods violet very shy plays violin okay oh Jessie. is it just because it was the same letters v- violet's violin yeah, it's got to be what it is the same the first jesse not afraid of anything favorite color blue okay <laughs> <laughs> henry what this is these? henry he is calm, hardworking, rational, humble, and protective. So he just gets the Superman. Yeah, so uh, Henry's the favorite. Set. Henry, in the book The Lighthouse Mystery, ages and goes to college. Whoa. What? Now, I, they don't say whether it's all at once in that book, but. <laughs> <laughs> like it's from a gypsy curse? <laughs> he aged and went to college. That was his curse. You know, your character is very interesting when one of their defining characteristics is their favorite color. And lack of fear. <laughs> I love the idea that only one of these kids went to college. And I don't even necessarily think that one of these kids had to, like, finish college. I just want one of these kids to always be bringing up. <laughs> you know, I went to college. Yeah, or just like, oh, we definitely <laughs> talked about this in Professor James's class. And then they, like, go into, like, some first semester freshman philosophy bullshit. <laughs> just very, hit, like, super He's just white. always, you want to kill your father. You want to kill your mother. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, that's perfect. He he'll be like a a psych a psych major who only did one semester, and he <laughs> and then that was clearly enough to qualify him to profile criminals and to solve murders, and so that feeds into his like. There's a werewolf. Oh yeah, that's definitely a werewolf. That's not our dog barking. It just feeds. I, I, as long as we're looking at these covers, you should see the one before the Legend of the Howling Werewolf, which is called. The Day of the Dead mystery, which I was like, oh, are we appropriating from other cultures? And uh, you'll notice that uh, they've really Hispanicked up the, the team. The, the the color of, of some skin here is 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 a different town. Oh, my gosh. It yeah. is. And, and if you look at the Midnight at the Haunted Hotel, which is the one that came out right before it, it's a completely different art style. Uh, it looks more like Frozen, but they all have like uh, really, really dark skin as opposed to every other <laughs> artistic rendering of these four rich white kids that is so weird oh did the kids put yeah. on did the kids are you about to ask if the boxcar children blacked up for this yeah like are they that kind of person <laughs> also here's a weird thing about so in the day of the dead so if if we're looking at the legend of this is so good audio content to be talking about images but in in the Legend of the Howling Werewolf, in those pictures, like, there's clearly an oldest boy who is bigger than the rest of them. And then in the Day of the Dead <laughs> mystery, both of the boys are very small, and the girls are very big, and clearly older than them. What is going on with these, like, it's like none of the, it's like, they were just like, I don't know, just draw four kids. I don't care. There's gotta be two boys, two girls. I don't, I do not care. Just draw four kids. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, but so like, what are their ages? I don't think you understood me. I do not care. Just get four kids on a goddamn page. I think our show should, should capture that same energy and just occasionally swap in a different actor for one of the characters. Yes. Maybe, maybe a wildly different age, but, and no one acknowledges it. And then they're good. just out next episode. <laughs> okay, so we we do got to get it. So we should cast these kids. And Frank, we've I think in in our show the kids are like are they like high school or are they like young adult age? Are they like grown hipsters? I really really like the idea of these like like mid twenties hipsters that act like sixteen year olds. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Fucking millennials. Like they just cannot grow up. All those millennials out there. Yeah. 
This is a CBS show, sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Who do we... So, <laughs> who who's good... <laughs> who's a good... Who's hot right now to play a mid-20s millennial who went to one year of college? Lena Dunham. Okay. So, <laughs> I like it. So, I was... Con- I had Henry in mind for that. Is Lena Dunham still Henry? Uh, Henry can be a girl's name, too. Totally. I like it. <laughs> and her middle name is still James, though. Okay, so then Jessica, what was, she was the one who, she liked blue. Color blue, no fear. No fear. Who do we like for color blue, no fear? Color blue. Okay. Who's who's on TV? See, this is a, this is a, uh, a corner Frank and I paint ourselves into quite a lot, where we don't know who the, <laughs> who the hot actors are right now. Um... I'm thinking maybe I've pulled from this well before, but could we just get any of the Riverdale cast? Because they're hot right now. It, it seems like we were going to go this direction eventually. Just, yeah. just right I into Riverdale. Like, what Let's... if it's just open? So, like, for instance, we visit the cast of Riverdale and we drop a bunch of flyers. Here's our production schedule. The first four people to show up every day are one of the boxcar children. We don't care who. You can fight amongst yourselves. So the whole cast rotates unless the same kid shows up early enough every day. He gets yeah, to keep playing his role. Exactly. Do they cast the kids in order? So, like, is it whoever shows up first gets to play Henry? So if Lena Dunham shows up second, day two, she doesn't get to play Henry, but she's still in it? Yeah, you got to be dedicated. <laughs> okay. If this... you re- if you really want to be on the show the next day, your best bet is to camp out the night before in in mm-hmm. the boxcar. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the boxcar out there. Don't worry, it's got some sort of Wi-Fi, but you know you gotta sleep in the boxcar if you want to be these kids. Oh, that's very I think good. We, al- we also pick up uh, Vanessa Hudgens now with Powerless being off the air. Oh yes, okay. Man, I wanted Powerless to be good. I knew it wasn't gonna be, but I really wanted it to do well. I, w- I very much enjoyed it. It should have it should have had more time. I think yes, agreed. I was super excited about that idea of a show of just normal people living in the superhero world, and uh, it was it was too good for its time, maybe. But I was I wanted it to succeed. Can we think of a way to save uh, to help Ron Funches out? Because I really like him. Let's get Ron Funches yeah. too. Can, can we just can get we have everyone f- from Power? Can we have a flashback mechanic where Ron Funches plays the grandpa? in flashbacks oh my god sure that that is the that is the best version of a of a kindly old rich man uh (laughs) who winds up getting murdered ron funches as the grandpa i think we can because then we can constantly reinforce that he was in no way a bad grandpa he was a fantastic grandpa so like i i made black uh, you know blueberry pancakes whatever just always doing stuff do the kids still assert that their grandpa was mean at this point that we're at in the show super definitely okay so they're like nobody knows how he was murdered but we don't like don't ask me he's an asshole i don't care and then just tons of flashbacks to show that he was great so is our show are the children the real villains (laughs) it's kind of an investigation into what gaslighting looks like from the outside i think oh my god (laughs) okay wow man we're getting we're just getting super into it okay i think this can go to sundance is what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) if if it's on if it's on a train it should be steam lighting right yes (laughs) (laughs) or coal lighting coal coal lighting right both both are acceptable um and then can we get zach and cody for the last kid oh yeah yeah Yeah. oh yeah love zach cody we we can i have that number (laughs) what 
Are we actually putting this together? Can we? No, I, th- I think we've. This is this must be the only rebooters where we've really gotten into the production side <laughs> of a rotating casting system that goes day yeah. by day, not even episode by episode. So yeah, I think we're ready. <laughs> this might be a funny or yeah, die yeah. Uh, web series, maybe. La <laughs> is ready for the new like bounty scale system. <laughs> oh my god. Frank's just here to ruin the whole, yeah, the whole acting economy. Um, okay, is there, we've got, I think we've got everybody. We've got Lena Dunham, Vanessa Hudgens. Oh no, we need to cast one more kid. Or are Zach and Cody two of the kids? Zach and Cody can be both of the kids, <laughs> but they change which ones they are. And they're credited as, uh, as the actor Zach Cody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's the other question. Do we get both Zack and Cody's or just the one Zack and Cody and have him play both in a split screen scenario? Which is cheaper at this point in their career? <sighs> it's hard to say, right? Who can say? Well, so whenever whenever the one Zack and Cody is acting on Riverdale, the other Zack and Cody that is a video game streamer can come take his place when he's fr- when he's free. That's that's Cole on, or I mean, Zack and Cody. So we're kind on- of... It's on one at a time, but we use both. Just whichever one is free right now. Oh, that's perfect, because they're both busy. They're both busy. Yeah. I don't know why twin actors don't do that more, where they just, like, share shows. It seems like that would be really, really easy for them to do. I bet it's happened. I mean, so there's, you know, there's a Riverdale, there, there's a Riverdale shoot, but Zach <laughs> is sick. He calls Cody, dude, I need you to go in for me today. <laughs> I would love, like, in, like, ten years to find out that, like... Half of the episodes were Dylan Sprouse just showing up because Cole didn't want to go that day. <laughs> and he just didn't tell anyone and no one knew. That would be one of the best things ever. Okay, let's um <clears throat> let's get into our last segment where we actually plot out an episode. Uh we call it What's Going On. What's going on? I think usually with TV series, we do we just pilot out the first episode. So what mystery, I mean, do we, let's just, I think, can we just, should we take one of the original mysteries and reboot it in this modern setting? Or do we want a new mystery? Let's take one of the mystery titles and then not really research it and then reboot it. Okay. I'm just going to throw out a couple. Give me. Deserted library, old Mm -hmm. motel, Mm. pizza, just pizza mystery. That's the full name. -uh. It's called the pizza mystery. Yeah. I'm looking at it. They are in fact making pizza on the cover. Or trying to. The lake monster. Also also watches on the cover of that one. But not all four children. There's three children in watch. What is happening here? Uh, one of the children got cast as the dog that week. <laughs> the we dog didn't... was first to set. We've got rules. The finder's keeper's mystery. They definitely just stole something. So in our episode, that means the dog showed up before the kid actor, which means the dog got to play a kid. The dog was Billy, yep. And the kid had to play the dog because he was late. Guys, I've been wrong. The dog isn't in this. It was, I, I was looking at the small image of it. It's it's pizza. I thought pizza was a dog. <laughs> it's it's just the smallest boy eating a slice of pizza. I thought that was the dog hanging out. I was wrong. I mistook pizza for a dog. I want to do the pizza mystery because it's Let's so incredibly mystery. vague. Like, what the hell could that be? So they're, they're at a pizza place. And Henry takes a bite and he goes, oh, this isn't very good. I bet the meat is people. (laughs) And everyone. So then the mystery is them trying to figure out where the people are being sourced from, who they're kidnapping, who they're murdering. And the whole time it's so. So here's the other thing. We're for sure like we're committed to establishing that these kids are bad at their jobs. 
they're gaslighting everyone and they're all hiding a murder that they did, right? That we're not trying to portray these kids as sympathetic in any way. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. In so, fact, uh, every once in a while, like like uh, two of the younger ones, like Violet or, or Benny, they'll like hang back when the group moves along and just like, this looks just like Grandpa's fork. Just like Grandpa's fork. <laughs> oh my god. I think too, we can do the, the thing that at most um, crime dramas like this do, where it's like, eventually the cops start coming after them, like real cops start coming after the people who are doing the, the crime solving or whatever, or like in Supernatural, the cops come after them. But in this case... <laughs> the cops are 100% justified in chasing these kids, and we're almost, like, into it. Oh, wow, this lighthouse mystery. Now, is this one an anime? Uh, are... I, 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 yes, uh, everyone can't see this, but I did find uh, a redone cover of the lighthouse from an, uh, from a modern reissue of the books where they really animate up the kids and watch. Watch is super anime. He's even got a bandage on his leg. They're kind of sexual, and their clothes are all, like, blowing in the wind. There's a lot of wind And the one here, that they've yeah. made the most sexual is the youngest girl. It's really fucking weird. Yeah. It is really fucking weird how, like, is this an actual cover that got used, or is this just this someone's is an fan actual art? Cover. This, this is not a Tumblr thing. Ooh, that's very this weird. This is reaching out to the kids. Could we combine, could we do, could we just combine a couple and make our pilot the lighthouse pizza mystery? <laughs> Who's been making pizza in this lighthouse? It's either the lighthouse pizza they, or the pizza lighthouse, which is better. They go to the lighthouse, interrupt somebody eating dinner. <laughs> they like, oh they have, God. they have just briefly gone to the bathroom. The kids start eating the pizza on the table. They just assume it's waiting there for them. <gasps> Who left this pizza here? Is there a ghost in this lighthouse? And then also the meat must be people, right? Yeah. And okay. it turns out the guy just OD'd in the bathroom. Oh wow! Okay, oh so God. Jesus. So he's didn't just go. So he's he is dead. Yeah. Wow, you really took that in a direction I wasn't expecting. Okay. <laughs> so then, what's the mystery they're solving? Where the pizza came from? Where the pizza came from? They, they're not <laughs> in at all, this abandoned ghost lighthouse. Where they're not the at all interested from? in like how this guy died. Do they even find the dead guy? No. People in the they, town are like, well. Doesn't uh doesn't Mr. Edgar's live in the lighthouse? And they're like, there was no one there, but there was pizza. But there was a funny smell, and it keeps getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't check the bathroom. They didn't look in any other rooms. They just saw that there was pizza, and no one in the room with pizza ate the pizza, and, and then left. left to go interview other people elsewhere <laughs> about it. Okay, so <laughs> so the opening shot is a man in a lighthouse opening a pizza, and then we pan across the across the street and there is the box car of course mm -hmm. lightning strikes we call that a personal pan a per <laughs> oh well done okay and then, so then so then the box car what kind of technology do they have in the box car by the way is it like a batman crime lab in there or is it like i think just it's a bunch of sky mall shit that they think is a batman crime lab that's really good and also they definitely just uh what they mean by the lab is they just post things on social media and hope somebody else can help them figure out what oh it yes is. okay does this pizza look like they're people? just crowdsourcing it <laughs> and you've got that's there's not a shortage of people on the internet who will 100 percent participate in that and be like oh, oh yeah. yeah that's definitely people yeah they, they post everything into like the the fan group for the podcast our favorite murderer yeah, they, um, if it's a pizza thing, they'll definitely get, like, some Pizzagate conspiracy theorists up in there. That's oh our SVU-style oh popular, God. popular connect. 
oh, pulled from geez. the headlines. One of our pop connects. We got we got four pop criti- pop connects per show, Hollywood. That's what we're pitching here. Pop pop connects. It's popping, popping off. Cherry we're- pop connecting daddies. <laughs> Man, you're really good at the pitches. Yeah, I know the lings. That's what we call lingo. <laughs> the lingo. Oh, lingo? Man, I gotta remember that one. Oh yeah, Frank. Frank, if if I know one thing about Hollywood, it's that their 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 main focus is how can we shorten language? Like we went we had lingo, but now lingo's yeah, too long. Lang. You shorten lang. Short short that lang. <laughs> I know the lang. I know the lang. We got those you, pop connects. See, there you go. Man, I <laughs> I should move to L.A. Okay, the, so L.A. L.A. is is the shortening of Lang. Actually, they oh, they wow. already made it shorter. Now it's just le- <laughs> two levels. <laughs> this so, is this is my favorite podcast. Can I do it with you every week? <laughs> yeah. Um. So can we should should we have there be a real mystery going on in tandem? So they're trying to f- <laughs> the cops are trying to find Mr. Edgar's who's missing. Right. And so we like half the episode is the boxcar children just stumbling around doing their bullshit while the 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 second half is like an actual law and order episode like cuz they tell the cops no it was empty we were in there. Oh, yeah. uh, n- not only do they tell the cops that, the cops are like, we got to get in there. And the boxcar children have already like cordoned it off. They're like, excuse me, it's an active crime scene for us. And you don't have the permissions. And we're like the FBI. And the police are like, the fuck, this, this isn't how anything works. I think, too, instead of using police tape, the, co- the, the boxcar kids definitely have like velvet rope for some reason. Oh my god! <laughs> they cordon things off with velvet rope like it's a movie premiere, but it's their like their cordon. Um, <laughs> so they block off the lighthouse, and do they hire someone to like keep people out, or do they just do the cops' watch pres- job? Do the com- do, Okay. Oh, I I love this idea that they would just use their money to hire people that do all the actual work. <laughs> yeah, like I was gonna, because my question was, do the cops actually like? Do they respect the velvet rope and not go in, or are they like, no, we're going in there, we're cops? So then the boxcar children have to hire someone to keep them out. <laughs> They've got a crime scene bouncer that also travels town to town. Or they're just posting on Craigslist looking for that job that they assume people know what it is. <laughs> crime scene bouncer. Crime scene bouncer. Crime scene bouncer is a better name for a show. It's also, yeah, that's crime scene bouncer. That's a spinoff for sure. I But I also almost like better the idea that the cops for some reason like respect the boxcar children's authority, even though they're super confused by it. Like, everyone 1% buys into it. Like, all right, I don't think that's legal, but we'll wait. I, I guess Let's so. Let's see where they're going with this. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we can have that where the cops are like, no way, I want to see how this plays out. I like that the, the boxcar children are the 1%, but also everyone buys into them 1%. Right. Yeah. I think this is, uh, I mean, that's how we got to pitch it. We, we pitch it to the 1% who has all the money, who will get this show funded. And then we can, you know, we can maybe change it. But we got to make the 1% uh, sympathetic in this show and really establish that they are to be listened to. And that they're all just some wacky kids solving mysteries on our behalf. And showing and show socialist-leaning America that, you know, actually capitalism, pretty good. Pretty oh, good pre- for, for reasons. <laughs> Yeah, capitalism is pretty good. They sell boxcars that you can keep your books in. It's perfect. God, God damn it. <laughs> that was Brock's moment where he became a socialist. <laughs> I was hoping it would happen on a podcast. 
How how come they sell boxcar children books in packs of twelve, but the boxcar only holds ten? <laughs> oh. oh my god! Getting into the hot dog problem. <laughs> I, I think that's actually the end of the episode right there. I don't think we're gonna do better than that. I think it is. I I like we've been going for over an hour. I think we have to end on the hot dog problem because that's we we. I think we've you know everybody gets the gist of this plot. I think. We yeah, know, I think like, we're there. They're not going to solve this mystery. They're just going to decide it's solved and they're going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then we will have like a five minute like wrap up where they talk about the things that they learned. And it will always be some like out of touch, <laughs> rich white kid bullshit about how they learned that like, you know, people, not everybody has the same money that they do. And that's why they're so fortunate to have so much money. Like every lesson is basically just about how great they are. I learned not to not to eat pizza you find in a lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. The one bo- the one boxcar child who has been absent the entire the entire movie finally comes out of the bathroom and says, "I learned I learned that." And we make it a poop joke. It's perfect. <laughs> I also think that one of the children should absolutely not know the the other three murdered their grandfather to get the money. Like that's why they're always bringing up like, "When are we going to go back and solve grandpa's murder?" Oh, and it's yes. like we can't. We just can't. It's like why? Why can't we? We're we're mystery solvers. I, I felt like shh. Ryan. Henry was away at college, and <laughs> oh my god, it's the oldest Perfect. kid who doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Perfect. <laughs> that's great. So he is like, so the there's the one kid who is like earnestly trying to solve all these <laughs> mysteries, and the other three are just like do not give a shit, and they they're trying so hard to just keep their dirty secret. Oh my they're on the road with him at this point because they're like, we can't go back to the Hamptons. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, that was the best last minute change I think we've ever had. That was I big. think so too. <laughs> that was great. All right. Um. Well, yeah. Let's let's call it there. I don't want to keep Brock too much longer. We've already just eaten up his whole nap time. <laughs> Brock, thank you so much for coming on. Where can where can people find your works? M- uh, my my works uh, are available. Uh, at Brock Wilbur on Twitter, uh, BrockWilbur.com. I have a couple of podcasts too. Uh, I have one with uh, Terrence Wiggins, who is just on this show. Yes. Uh, called uh, The the Coolest Kids, which is just about emo music. I have one with my wife about politics in Kansas City called Missouri Loves Company. Uh, and uh, I have uh, one with uh, Dread Singles uh, that's a self-care uh, horror podcast called Caring Into the Void. Uh, so check all those out uh, and thank you guys so much for having me on <laughs> you are welcome um so brock typically at the end of each episode we have um oh shit frank are we doing a food pairing oh we gotta do a food pairing okay so one. we do two things at the end of the show so brock we recommend a food pairing so what should the listeners eat while they watch this new show and what flavor of mountain dew should they drink while they're watching it uh, I think I think Baja Blast always, always Baja Blast. Okay, always Baja Blast, and uh, you know, just uh, it doesn't matter what toppings, just a lighthouse pizza. <laughs> go to your go to your local lighthouse, find a pizza there, and that's what you shove in your dumb gullet, <laughs> and that's what you get. So, um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it and um, share it on the internet. We'd love for you to do that. Just tell them tell them to listen all right well until next time i'm scott owen i'm frank sarah and then um at the end of each episode we do um have a we we give the listeners a password so they can get in next episode so if you would be so kind as to provide us our password for next week yeah watchdog watchdog